to the Monarch Human Performance Podcast. I'm your host, John Sillis, and on this week's podcast, we're joined by Pete Howe. Pete is a former Royal Marines Physical Training Instructor and a member of UK Special Forces Support Group. He has over 13 years of experience in physical training and preparing individuals for the rigors of military service within the Royal Marines and Royal Navy. He currently works as a private contractor at Britannia Royal Naval College, helping to physically train international officers for the demands of a naval career. In addition to his military career, he was a member of the GB bobsleigh team and is now a competitive crossfitter. In this episode, Pete talks about his career in the Royal Marines and his transition to full-time athlete as part of the GB bobsleigh team, his role at Britannia Naval College, some of the common faults in individuals' preparation to join the Royal Marines and Royal Navy, his transition into CrossFit, and the growth of CrossFit within the British military and how individuals can incorporate CrossFit into their current training. Hi, Pete. How you doing, mate? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Chase. Thanks for having me on. No Pleasure. problem, mate. Thank you very much for taking the time. Um, you've been on my radar for a little while, mate. Uh, I've been seeing some of the stuff you've been posting up on Instagram with regards to your own training um, around like your crossover modalities and how you've been structuring that. So I thought you'd be a really interesting guest to come on, speak a little bit about your training background and how guys can start implementing some of that stuff within the tactical populations as well. Um, yeah. For anyone who hasn't come across you, you just give us a little bit of a background of you know where you've started your career and up to where you are now. Yeah, uh, so I, I was a, a keen uh, sportsman as a, as a teenager growing up. My old man was part of the uh, the Royal Marines, so I followed in his footsteps. Joined up at the age of nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, always wanted to be a physical training instructor. So um, two thousand three, two thousand four, I managed to successfully pass my PTI course. Um, so I was a, a Roman physical training instructor, um, taking recruits through. But as part of that role, you, as a PTI, you have to go back to a unit and also stay, still be a soldier. So you've kind of got a double hat in, 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 our, in our roles in the Marines. Um, while doing that, I was lucky enough to be playing at a good level of rugby. As I was playing rugby, I scored a try one day and there were some selectors in the stand that saw me sprint and they were like, oh, you're pretty fast for a white guy. Do you fancy having a go at this? Um, and invited me down to do uh, the bobsleigh. Uh, so I, I went along to the trials and before I know it, I was asked to be on Team GB and you know it was, it was quite a bit surreal experience. So I went back to my unit, said to my boss, look, I've been selected for Team GB on the bobsleigh. Um, uh, what's the chances of getting involved? And they just said, "Yeah, great, go and represent the Marines. See you in a couple of years." Uh, so that was that was good. From that, uh, after we finished with that, I came back and I joined the um, UK um, SF SGs, the UK SF Support Group. Um, had a great time with those for a couple of years, and then unfortunately, in uh, 2008, I was injured. I took a bad ankle injury, snapped my ankle, and then. Uh, yeah, I got medically discharged and retired. So that was the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, going on from that, I mega into CrossFit, um, functional training, strength and conditioning. Um, and at that time, I was also bodyguarding for um, like Sir Elton John and a few celebrities. So it was quite a, a nice transition, if you will. Yeah. So yeah, I... I played around with that for a while while I was setting up my own facility and then decided to just do CrossFit full-time. 
Nice, nice. Okay, so it's pretty, pretty varied there. I mean, yeah. with regards to your uh, your training, because obviously you're saying you joined in uh, up with the Royal Marines. Yeah. Everyone is familiar. It's, it's a very arduous process, like the, the training uh, process to get into it, and obviously going through uh, actual training down Limston and then playing rugby to a high level, and then going into bobsleigh and now CrossFit. How's your how's your training changed over the years to accommodate each one of those goals and like what's it look like now compared to that nineteen year old who's you know rocked up a Limston? I I think my my own personal training. I um I think you often find that the the Royal Marines are quite a almost a unique form of, of fitness to themselves. Um, we we very much believe in mindset yeah. over. Well, over your physical ability right so you know I, I might be kind of like 95 to 100 kilos but you know I go out and run a marathon tomorrow if I had to and was asked to would I enjoy it as much as go and do some weights probably not but yeah. it's kind of that I know I can I know I can run if it's asked of me so I think like when it comes to the training and uh, there's a real mix I mean you always do the runs with the guys you always are out doing a five six seven mile run four mile run on a on a you know, several times a week. Then you're doing your own strength training. But I think since kind of the the growth and the popularity of CrossFit and functional training is coming, there's a lot more guys that are training that way now. Okay. Um, just because the transition and the uh, the the, the knock-on effect of how that method of training has enables you to be fit on all domains, mm-hmm. um, rather than just being a good runner or being strong. So it has a really good kind of transition, if you will, into the forces and the methods of training that suit your needs. Yeah, definitely. And I'd say it's, um, you can see now across the forces like how things are changing away from there's still that element of endurance and calisthenic stuff, but obviously now guys getting stronger just because of operational loads going up and that as well. I'm interested around your, you're talking about being selected for GB bobsleigh. Uh, how many years were you in the GB squad there? And did you, when you got selected, did you make the move over to Bath? And you know, how does that fit with your career as a Royal Marine? Is it, do you get pulled back into the Marines at any point? Or is it a case of, we'll see you in X amount of years, go be a full-time athlete? Um, yeah, I mean, basically, depending on, um, depending on how you did, I mean, I, like I said, my, my, kind of, my little journey went from um, being recognised as being a bit of a powerful little sprinter to literally being you know i went down to bath i did a weekend's testing the testers came up to me and asked me what i was doing there because they didn't you know they didn't really um the the cut two of the testers didn't know who i was but i basically pushed really well so they're like we're not going to ask you to leave at this stage yeah um, and yeah and then on the sunday after the testing i was you know being handed an itinerary to prepare for uh, the olympics and the world championships and i was kind of like yeah, guys, uh, you still know I'm in the Marines, right? I don't <laughs> um, Yeah, and uh, they're like, yeah, go back, see your boss, give him this. And um, yeah, I, I, I turned back Monday morning, went to see my boss. I was like, boss, been selected for Team GB. Um, what's, the, what's the score? And they were like, brilliant. Okay, there you go. Stamp, see you in two, three years. Go and, um, go and represent the Marines. And and." Um, you know, it, it was fantastic opportunity that I would never have, never have been given unless I was in the forces. You know, so yeah. um, opportunities like that that you know you 
kind of create your own look, if you will. And that came off the back of representing the Navy for uh, Rugby League and the Royal Marines for Rugby League. So, yeah, just without those opportunities, I would have never have, have been have been given that. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was great times to be honest. Nice, mate. Nice. And how, how long were you on the, the squad for? Um, was it three years or so you mentioned? Uh, it's two years. I had a shoulder injury. Okay. Uh, actually, so during that shoulder injury, I went back to the unit. Um, was looking at possibly going back, but then a bit further down the line, that's when I had another serious injury and kind of realised that it was uh, those times were done. How did you find uh, transitioning back? So coming out of GB Bobsley back yeah. into the Marines, because obviously as a bobsleigh athlete, you're very much a high-end strength power athlete. Yeah. And going yeah. back into more of the endurance side of things, how did you find that transition uh, moving back in? Yeah, it's, it's quite funny actually, because I, um, as a, you know, I was playing rugby before that, so I was quite a powerful athlete at that stage as well. Um, but yeah, I'd also go out and kind of run five to 10 mile runs yeah. um, a couple of times a week. And um I remember my, my coach, Lee Johnson, at the time said, OK, just go out for a recovery run tomorrow. And I, I kind of went up the Quantox and did like a 10-mile run with my dog. And I kept, he said, oh, so what did you do? I said, no, I just did like a 10-mile run. And he was like, right, you're a sprinter. You, you don't run any more than like 400 metres anymore. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I was like, right, OK. Um, but yeah, then, then so when I went back into the Marines, the kind of full-time, I mean, my fitness was all, always there, so I was able to just slide back in, really. You know, a um, little bit of, you know, a few weeks where I was playing catch-up and, you know, trimming down, sort my diet out a little bit. But within a few weeks, I was back into the mould and, and doing the same as what the guys were doing. Um, but it was quite difficult going from the life of an athlete back mm -hmm. to then a soldier. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I know some other guys have actually really struggled uh, with that because it's it, you know it's it's a different world. It, it really is a, a completely different world. So yeah, the transition back to it was a little bit strange. Luckily for me, I I love I love my career. I love my soldier, and I love being a PTI. So um, it wasn't too difficult. Yeah, but like I said, I know some guys that you know were on the team for up to ten years. Um, but yet still classed as a Marine. Um, and that was difficult for them when they had to kind of hang their, uh, hang their light crew up, so to speak. <laughs> okay, mate. I mean, you, you mentioned there about, obviously, you, you served in Marines and you're, you're a PTI. Uh, bring on to my next point. Just, oh, I know we were chatting before about your current role. You're, you're currently based at Britannia Royal Naval College. Uh, yes. Can you talk to us a little bit about your, your role there and how did that come about? How did that opportunity, uh, opportunity present itself to you? Uh, yeah, so actually came about a, a close friend of mine, um, Sergeant Royal Marine, uh, Rob Driscoll. He was the first to take on that role down at Dartmouth that I'm currently in. Um, and he's basically head of the physical, uh, the, the PT department for the international officers that come through the college. Um, so we take several courses a year, the guys that come from all over the globe, um, mainly from the kind of United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, that side of the world, the Middle East, really. Yep. Um, and that, that came about, he was doing that. A barring prince came over who was overweight. Um, 
uh, who wanted to join the, the Britannia Naval College and um, become a naval officer. Unfortunately, he was, he was clinically obese, like his BMI was off the charts. It, mm -hmm. you know, he couldn't even fit in the uniform at well, the time. Okay. Um, but he was a Bahrain prince and the Bahrain embassy wanted him to, to become a naval officer. So they, my mate called me in as a, as a private PT, really, just, just to work on this guy. Um, and yeah, we got great results with him. Uh, he then joined, joined the college, became a naval officer. Uh, I was invited down with the Bahrain royal family to see the pass out and, and it, yeah, it was phenomenal. Um, and then my buddy, Rob Driscoll, uh, he, was, he was moving on to other, other uh, careers and asked me if I'd be interested in taking the role. So, um, yeah, obviously, you know, I enjoyed it at the time. The chance to get back into kind of a military establishment and routine uh, mm -hmm. was very appealing to me at the time. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I applied for it and, uh, and luckily, luckily got the job. Nice, man. Nice. And for anyone who's listening who may not be familiar with uh, Britannia, can you just talk to us a little bit about what the actual college is and how long um, naval off, like future naval officers are there on campus for? Yeah, so the Britannia Royal Naval College um, in Dartmouth is the, the home of where our naval officers go to train, similar to the Army with, with Sandhurst. Uh, so the recruits turn up, and depending um depending on what phase that they're there, they have obviously an initial phase assessment, but then there's a large educational side of things. So they're probably there for a couple of years. My guys tend to be there for up to three years. Okay. Um, because they, they're required to get to a level of English language before then um, passing out as officers. So yeah, it's where, it's where all our naval officers get trained, um, like I say. The internationals come to me for a, a period of time. We get them up to a standard where they, they can then join regular uh, naval officer training. Okay, cool. And obviously, like any institution, there's, there's different terms within that. So how do you how do you structure the training for the guys from the day they walk through the door to you know just before they pass out those individual phases? Like, what does each one look like, and how do you build on it uh, going through for those guys? Yeah, so um, you do get a real mix of um, young guys coming through, to be honest. So initially, we get them, uh, we run them through APT assessment. By the time they come to us, they're expected to have passed a certain requirement yeah. um, in the first place and a certain criteria that's needed to join. We often find that that may not be the case. So when they, they do come they're not as well prepared as you'd like to think. Um, but I think this is common across all the forces these days. They're just the lack of physical education and development in teens and kids. Mm -hmm. um, you, you really see it. So it does make, it makes our job a little bit harder. We've only got a short period of time to get them to the standard required. Um, so it's a bit more of a learning curve for them. Um, but yeah, so we, we break down. So we initially start off and give them a physical assessment. And to be honest, when it comes to my recruits, are slightly different to um, the, the guys that actually join up directly to become naval officers. So they would join as you would normally join the military, and they go through a very structured process 
uh, terms, what they do, what they have to achieve. Um, my guys are with me first and then they go into that. So I, I have them for the first year. Okay. And uh, I'm, like I say, I'm, I'm a little bit more flexibility than old school methods of military training. So I assess how fit my guys are, where the weaknesses are, where the strengths are, and then I develop my own training program. Mm-hmm. As long as it's meeting the requirements of what's needed and they're going to pass the test, um, it's good. Um, yeah, fortunately for me, I've proved some really good results and they've gone forward and quite often not end up being the fitter guys in the troop when they do join. So, um, and, and again, that, that's because I kind of implement a lot of CrossFit uh, methodology with them, functional fitness. You know, I, I, I kind of put my money where my mouth is. It is the best way of getting fit. I always swore that, you know, back in the day, of training for the Marines and the SF, if we'd have had this level of fitness, then yeah, you know, you, you, you would have been so much fitter. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's, that's the way we run with them. Their actual physical tests are, without getting too much to all, pretty basic. Okay. There, there's not a huge requirement for the Naval officers to be very fit. So, you know, they've got to run um a 2.4 kilometer uh, run in kind of in under 11 minutes, 14 seconds, yeah. um, which isn't a sluggish pace, but it's, it's not setting the world alight either. Yeah. So um, that's one of the, the tests that they've got to do on top of all the rest of the, the rope climbs and the gym assessments and everything else and the swim tests, etc. But, um, but yeah, get, getting them to that stage, I, I find it, it's a challenge, especially the the upper body and the the strength capabilities. You know, they're um, again just kids these days just seem to be quite quite weak yeah. um, in the upper body and physical development. Um, running, you know, they they're young guys. They're, a few months of running, you know, you, you can get them up to the the standard with a decent progressive program. So. Um, kind of no real excuses there yeah but it's uh yeah it, it can be a real challenge actually uh, especially like i said the, the strength element yeah so you mentioned there uh pete you you put the guys through like the guys you were working with your own little test and battery just to see where they were and then come up with uh individual individualization of training um yeah. what, what was your test and battery like what sort of tests were you running with the guys just to get an idea of where they're at across the board yeah, so um, back when I first started, I um, I would run them through a bleep test, the, the run, the RNFT, press-up test, sit-up, mm-hmm. pull-ups, uh, rope climbs, etc. See just, just to see where they were. Um, I've developed that on from that. I work alongside um, a company called Arkham, um, okay. and it's a fitness testing platform that is very individualized it works off of power to weight ratio um so what i do now i run each one of my recruits through that process so they'll i'll ask them to perform several strength elements so deadlift bike squat press etc um on top of the the body weight uh, works of the squats gym the the squats the press-ups the sit-ups the pull-ups 
Um, and then we'll do various levels of aerobic and anaerobic testing with them for power output and endurance. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and that gives me a, a true reading of where they are in relation to their age and their body weight. Okay, cool. Uh, which just really allows the program to be more individualized for them and, and helps me then prepare the program to get them to the next level and where they need to be. Nice, nice, nice. And I'd say um, you mentioned about some of the guys, like obviously the current state, some of the younger guys who are rocking up who don't have that base uh, of physical training just from not being active uh, nowadays and a lot less uh, upper body strength across the board for these guys. What do you think are like um, on top of that, like some of the common faults for the guys who are trying to prep for coming into the either the Naval College or you know from your time in the Marines? Um, where, where are the common areas people are falling short on to come in adequately prepared? And how can they you know, rectify that and make sure that they're not falling into those, uh, those pitfalls? I think, I think it really comes down to a lot of education. Okay. Um, you know, th- there is a lot of content out there these days for training programs and um, oh, you the Navy SEAL training, Royal Marine training, this training, that the, 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 like you could Google everything and get anything at your fingertips. But the, the problem with that is that actually that doesn't require any action. You can read a program and pretend that you're doing it and not really put any effort in or do your own variation of it. We often find that, you know, they, the guys come to us and they're like, Oh yeah, I can do 50 press ups. And I'm like, okay, show me. And it like, they do like two proper yeah. ones. And they're like, Oh, I was like, no. So you couldn't do 50 press ups. You thought you could. Um, and, and I think that they just, the, 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 the teenagers coming through these days, they, I just don't feel that they get enough correct education, correct coaching, like we did when we was at school um, on, on physical development. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a lot of social media and Instagrams and be seen to actually do it. Well, there's still one part of this world that exists where, you know, you have to prove what you can do and joining the forces and getting through those tests is one of those. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to, you've got to be able to do what's required. It's as simple as that. Um, so I, I think any, anyone wanting to join up should re- reach out. There's that many people available on social media and programs these days that you can sign up to. And if you are serious about it, you need to go and, get a coach and be accountable for that. Find someone who can actually, who knows what they're doing, has experience and, and help you get there instead of, you know, trying to, trying to do it yourself. I think, I, I just, I think the, the younger generations these days, they need a lot more guidance than what we might have done kind of 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, personally. Definitely. Definitely. I think like you say that education is a massive, massive point in, some guys who are looking to join in some cases i've found don't even know what the basic requirements are for their role or you know to make the cough times it's like right do you know what the entrance test is no it's like okay do you know how fast you need to run the the 2.4 in to make cough no it's like right go away get the education then you'll actually have an idea so it takes away the the um the the gray area of not knowing so they've got hard and fast limits you know they've got to be able to hit um 
yeah so 100% agree with you on that Pete I want to talk a little bit because obviously we we're chatting before about your your military career off camera and you know your your move into bobsleigh and your previous time in rugby but obviously you crept up on my radar just through the the CrossFit training and a lot of stuff you're putting up online as well able to yeah. see. How did you come about getting into, you know, CrossFit? Was it during your time in the services? Was it after you left? And, you know, how did it come up on your radar as well? Um, it was actually. It was uh, dur during my time in the services. Um, we was attached working with some Navy SEAL guys. And uh, they, they trained with us, doing some PT with us and, like kind of we hammered them in in our training and then they're like all right come, come with us and we'll go and we'll go and do this and they took us to a crossfit facility um it's about like 2007 i believe it was um they took us this this crossfit and they're like okay we're gonna do this and i can't remember what workout it was but i just remember like being on my bike dead thinking yeah. what the, what the hell has just happened as as many 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 crossfit stories are about um but yeah that kind of lit a, a flame in me that was like right and I, I need to kind of do more of this and and get into it um and yeah like i say so we started to do more we we used to do more of the uh ultra fit back then okay. i don't know if you remember ultra fit uh, no no uh, i mean it was it was hard it was ultra fit was 10 stations um over a time trial so you'd start off and it may be like a mile run and then it was into a hundred bench press followed by box step overs followed by a row um so it was like 10 set um exercises which any kind of way was similar it was a a less functional way of uh, training but it was mixed modality and uh you know it was challenging and you needed to be well-rounded to be able to be good at it so a lot of the guys were doing that at the, at the time um, but the, the kind of journey into CrossFit, that's where it started. Um, and the more it grew, the more people were getting involved, the more events started popping up. It just kind of naturally happened. I was doing it out of the, the love and the sake of, of training. And it was the, the best way I could find a training. The community side of things was great, you know. Um, and yeah, and that just led naturally into competition and throwdowns and and going along and just in, just enjoying fitness it becomes very weird how you can enjoy <laughs> something so hideous but yeah. it, it does it only creeps up and gets you nice man nice and i mean um are you, are you still highly competitive or are you just uh concentrating more on the business side of things now you know where you're at with your competitive side um To be honest, I'm um, I'm at a real I'm at a real pivot point at the moment with just hand, you know selling the the CrossFit gym, moving over. One of my reasons for doing that is because I actually do want to focus on myself a little bit more as yeah. an athlete. I'm actually, trying trying maybe get to the games in the next few years. So, um, I've I'm kind of. On a good day, I'm up there with some of the, the good guys in my age bracket. Um, I, I train closely with a couple of the, the guys in the UK that are, you know, pr probably the, the, in, in the top three, four guys in the UK in our age group. Um, and we bounce a lot of workouts off each other and do really well. Um, 
but for me, injuries have kind of stopped me over the years. I had a car crash 2017 that caused some back problems. Um, and that that's kind of stopped me really progressing much further, though I guess my military head and stubbornness doesn't allow to accept that. I yeah. keep trying to push a bit more and I, I always want a challenge and I always want to try and do something. So I think for me... Um, it's about training smarter these days than than it is more. Yeah, uh, making sure that my nutrition's on point, my training's good. But um, yeah, I mean, I do want to compete. I fully intend on competing and getting to the, the best events I can over the next few years. Um, and I, I, to be honest, I don't think that will ever stop until yeah. it has to stop. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to actually having the time to devote a little bit more to that now. Nice, nice, nice. I know you're saying you first got introduced to the whole CrossFit side of training uh, after training with some of the, the American guys in their special forces. Um, from what I've seen across all services here in, in the UK, like um, CrossFit's really started to develop. There's a lot more following and a lot more implementation of it than that as well. You just talk to us like how you've seen that that growth and that development over the course of your careers, like people have started coming into it a bit more. Yeah, I, I mean it's um it, it, it was great So working uh, I I aim to try and get on the CrossFit seminar staff myself uh, mm -hmm. for a few years. Um and there's some good pals of mine, uh, ex-Marine guys that are, are currently on that, and um, Duff Dennis and stuff. And um, I kind of saw more and more posts coming up about uh, PTIs instructors going on the level ones and, and getting their qualification and then implementing that style of training. And there seems to be a bit of a shift because the, the style of training in the forces is, is pretty old school. It, it, it's tight as it does need to develop okay it does need to to catch up a little bit but you found that the ptis that were leading you know they were they were stuck in their ways they you know develop their programs the way they want them but the newer younger lads coming through are all been doing crossfit for 10 years now it up and around you know five to ten years so they're coming through and they they know the benefits of this side of training so the more that they're pushing that the more it's just changing in, in the forces themselves. And to, to the level now, pretty much, I think like you know, every base has a CrossFit or a functional fitness uh, facility on them. Um, and yeah, you know, it, 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 it's hugely growing. I think the next phase for it um, to really develop would be um, for the, the forces to have teams. So we already do like the the armed forces functional fitness competition and everything else. But I actually think there's the scope for it to be developed even more so now uh, within the army and the RF and the Navy. Um, and I, I, I would like to see it become an option for a, um, a professional career because there is plenty of other um, sports out there. And I, I, I think that, guys in the forces should be able to get into a team or individually and get backed by the forces to do this competitive because I, I, I just think they're great role models um, and they're 
great representation of the forces. Mm -hmm. if you, the, the Americans do it quite well. The Americans have got quite a few athletes that are currently serving um, and, and yet perform at the elite level. And I, I think that's a, a great way for us to go. But it, it, it needs to be developed a little bit um, more yet to, for that to be allowed. Uh, that's an interesting concept of seeing the guys going down a bit more professional route for it. Uh, I think that would be really interesting to see. I know you're saying about facility growth. I've seen some of the some photos of some of the facilities, like obviously at Britannia, at um, I think it's the Army's Infantry Training Centre up in Catrick. Their gyms up there as well. Like they've just really embraced it. Um, but yeah, it's just awesome to see. I was going to ask you, Pete, for someone who is getting into CrossFit or is currently training in CrossFit, but is also in the in the military. Obviously. The military yeah. is your job comes first and foremost, and there's a range of skills and requirements for that. So, obviously, the the ability to uh, tab under big loads, um, all your technical skills. So, if you're a comms guy and stuff like that, you need to keep that in check as well. But how can guys implement CrossFit training into their weekly schedule, as well as all the other physical requirements they need to do their job as a as a Royal Marine or you know as a, uh, a Navy officer? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the the nature of CrossFit, the constant varied functional movements performed at high intensity, it allows um, that transition. It it in a, in a way it does it for you. It, it all does it for you. If if you're working hard enough at a CrossFit style program, then your fitness will go through the roof, and the fact of the, the functionality of the movements and the combination of workouts and movement patterns within those workouts will prepare you exactly for what you need to do in the forces you know it's 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 moving objects over great loads it's picking stuff up it's being able to move you know body weights it's it's being able to pull yourself up over a bar or jump over um you know jump over a wall yeah, you know, the, the the transition of that side of training to your operational demands, if you will. Um, again, I, I don't think there's a better way of, of preparing a group of guys and getting fit than doing it in this mixed modalities of, of exercises. You know, we we don't know we don't know what's going to flow at us. I mean, we have an idea. We try to have a level of aerobic and anaerobic fitness. Quite often, or not um, in the in the past strength has kind of gone out the window but then you know we found that you know when we went to afghanistan etc then you was getting ridiculously heavy kit on your back mm -hmm. you know some people struggled more than others so um you know every every human needs to be able to squat lift yeah. press run push jump um and that's exactly what crossfit is all about Definitely, definitely. And I mean, you talk about the kit. We were chatting to John Paul in, I think, our second episode, and you were talking a little bit about some of the kit there, about guys having to hump, you know, 60 or 70 kilos worth of kit across, you know, yeah. mountainous terrains. Like, Jesus, okay. So, obviously, that strength base is massively, massively important for those guys. Um, yeah. But, yeah, completely agree with you. Uh, Pete, I'm always interested to find out from professional development standpoint what people are engaging in. So, could you give us a a book, a website, or an app recommendation you found useful? Oh, right. Um, in regards to training, 
training, professional development, you know, whatever you've read that's sparked your interest? Um, so, so actually, the, one of the companies that I'm currently involved with, the, the Arkin, um, that came about, I was contacted for that to go and do the fitness testing element of that. Um, uh, so that's uh, Arkin App and the Arkin Combine. And that, um, for me, is the next kind of generation uh, of, of fitness testing. Okay. It, it's so accurate uh, in, in regards to kind of where your actual your current levels are so not a, a generalized program it's actually based on your metrics and your performance and uh it the the, the way that we can test with that is no matter your age your height your sex it everyone is put together to get your score now so it, i might be able to run a mile in six minutes and back squat 200 kilos and that may be very good but then a girl who's 40 kilos less weight than me may do a mile in five minutes and back squat 100 kilos but in regards to her performance that might be better yeah. so technically she's performing better than i am regardless of load or times or distance right um so i really i really like that element of things now and I think that's kind of the next level to where people actually want to go. Um, as, as, a, as a recommendation or a website, or anything, I, I would say to anyone trying to get into fitness from whatever level you are, um, it would be to look down your local CrossFit box. Yep. Um, I, 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 can't, I can't rate how much that has changed my life and how many people's lives has changed through that. Um, and it's just such a positive environment to train. I think the community and everything that's involved in CrossFit, it's just completely different to everything else that's out there. So supportive. Um, and I, and I, would, I would recommend that to anyone, to be honest. Yeah, I, I definitely agree on that. I've seen from guys who've trained in it and just like for, as an outsider on the, the periphery, just that community aspect within the, the box. And obviously just getting people introduced to training modalities they would never normally have done. So, you know, guys who most people in typically go to the gym, what happens? Women will hop on the CV kit and the guys will go curl and squat rack, you know? So it's just changed that completely, like actually introducing to Olympic lifts, gymnastics and stuff. So I think that's, that's really cool. And yeah. just opening it up to a broader, broader spectrum of people. Um, Pete, thank you so much, mate, for taking the time and talking to us. Um, how can how can people get in touch with you following on from this? Uh, yeah, so I have two Instagram uh, pages: uh, uh, Pete House seventy nine and Zone Nutrition on Instagram, or you can find me on um, Facebook. Uh, yeah, I, I put quite a bit of content on there, really, in regards to lifestyle, mindset, and training. So for me. Um, it, it's not just about you know kind of having the abs and being able to do this it's 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 everything else in your life you, your life has to be you have to be in a good place um mentally i would say more so than physically if you're not in a good place mentally then you're never going to get there physically so um it's a lot of the coaching element that i do now is really trying to help people develop in that area so if people are interested in that, feel free to drop me a line. 
uh, do you know what I mean? Message, I'm always there to help people out. Then nutrition, coaching, training, any ideas that they want, joining the forces. So yeah, pl- yeah, please, um, please follow the Instagram post and, and send me a message. Always happy to help. Sweet. Thanks a lot, Pete. I'll make sure I'll pop them in our show notes so folks can get links and get straight to you on that as well, mate. So once awesome. again, mate, thank you very much for taking the time. Really, really insightful, really informative chat there, mate. Thank you. Great. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Cheers. Appreciate it. No problem, it. mate. Speak to you soon. Bye, mate. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you enjoyed the content here, please check out our website at monarchhumanperformance.com and sign up for our newsletter. To stay up to date with future podcast episodes, articles, and upcoming content, including training programs and live and online workshops.